Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocks podcast. I am so glad you are with me today. I hope you're having a great day. Whatever it is that you're doing, maybe you're doing laundry or dishes, or maybe you're still laying in bed and thinking about the fact that maybe you don't want to even get out of bed today because you're nice and cozy in your comfortable blankets. Um, whatever it is that you're doing, maybe you're driving. A lot of people listen to podcasts while they drive. I know I do, depending on the podcast. I don't know. Um, usually my kids are with me in the car, so it depends on what I'm listening to, but I love that. And so if you are listening with your kids, hi, hi to your kids. I'm glad that they're listening in as well. I have a new guest on with me today. Her name is Erin Cox, and we are talking today and this week about a couple of things. Um, we're going to be talking about the preschool years, which we haven't talked a ton about. I think we kind of bring that into a lot of conversations, but we have a lot of people who are homeschooling through the preschool years, of course, because so many of you have little ones at home or you've got those who are coming up into the homeschool years and trying to figure out what that looks like. And then we're going to talk about redeeming culture through homeschooling. And so two really important topics for homeschool families. And I am excited about this conversation. You're going to love getting to meet Erin. I've had a chance to chat with her over the phone for quite some time and um, and she is just delightful. So you're going to love her. But before we get into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. Every child has a unique individual learning style. BJU Press has video lessons with engaging teachers to lead your children through each of their academic subjects. These experienced teachers will present lesson content from multiple angles so your children can absorb information at a comfortable pace. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your students. Well, Erin, welcome to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad to have you with me today. Introduce yourself to our audience. Thank you, Yvette. I'm very happy to be here. I'm excited. I love the movie that you guys have produced, Schoolhouse Rocked. And that was my first introduction to your podcast. So I'm very honored to be here. Um, I am homeschool mom, and um, I've been homeschooling for 12 years, married to my husband, Danny, for 21 years this year. And we have four children, 18, 16, 7, and 6. So young adults graduated. um, My oldest daughter graduated high school, well, homeschool high school last year. So we've officially gone the full journey (laughs) through, which feels like a huge milestone. Um, And we live in on our little homestead in Montgomery, Alabama. And I am the founder and author of programs um, published through the Gentle and Classical Press. And that has been around for, I guess, about five years now. So that is, that's us in a nutshell. Yeah, love it. We're going to talk later in the week about your curriculum and, and your ministry and what you offer. Um, but I think it's so cool that homeschool parents so often see a need and then they're like, well, I'll just fill that gap <laughs> in the homeschool world and create something. And so I think it's it's just incredible that the Lord has called you and your family to do just that. Um, So we will talk more about that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about the preschool years. And I know this is something that you're super passionate about um, and just what development looks like in those years. You know, like I said, so many of us have, well, not us, I don't have preschoolers anymore. I wish I did. I see them running around all over the place, especially at our co-op. And I'm like, oh, I miss those years. I miss those little tiny feet and, um, you know, hanging on to mom's leg. But the preschool years are so important. And I think oftentimes we kind of just brush over them and think, oh, they really don't matter all that much developmentally. You know, we're, we're, when we focus on homeschooling, we focus on the elementary years and the middle school years and the high school years when it comes to what we're teaching our kids. 
Mm-hmm. So talk about the preschool years and why those years are so very important developmentally to our kids. Sure. Well, I found that there's kind of two, two schools of thought um, when it comes to the preschool years. One school of thought is very much what you described, maybe not um, putting a lot of thought into it or intentionality into it, just kind of having them be a tag along with everything and just kind of letting you know them catch what they can. And then there's also the school of thought that's a lot more intensive that wants to start um, the academic aspects of the preschool years very early and has a lot of expectations for what their preschoolers should be doing in like academic subjects. So I define preschool a little bit differently than a lot of people. A lot of people, because they have an academic perspective about preschool, they either dive into it focused on academics or they put it off because they think it has to be academics. And so like we just, I just kind of put forth in what I wanted for my own sons after having homeschooled my girls and kind of gone through those early years with them and kind of, I have this big gap between like my younger daughter and my older son, there's a nine year gap. So I had a lot of time to think about this. And yeah. a lot of, I had a lot of like, well, if I ever got the chance to do this over again, this is what I would do differently. And um, my younger daughter, I had to teach her how to read and everything. I did preschool with her, and she has multiple learning disabilities. So there were, a, I had a lot of regrets. It was a, it was a steep, steep, steep learning curve with her. And it helps me to realize that teaching your child the ABCs and one, two, threes in preschool is absolutely unnecessary. It just, it just is. Like your child's going to learn how to read some very easily and some not so easily at all, but they are going to learn how to read. They're going to learn how to do math. And when we believe that the preschool years are about those things, then we really shortchange them in the areas that it's really about. So the preschool years have to be a lot more about their emotional intelligence and their spiritual development and discipling them because the ideas and worldviews that begin to be shaped when a child is three and four and five years old, those stick with them. It doesn't mean that they can't be changed, but it is it is wise to start wisely in the early years instead of letting them just pick up whatever because they're a tag along or trying to shove them into academic rigor that is they are not developmentally ready for yet. Like a child's eyes are really not ready to be staring for a prolonged period at words and trying to decipher words and stuff at that age. Like it actually can cause them to need glasses later on. There's a lot of things that kind of play into like how their hands, you know, I think we've all seen maybe on social media, the the drawing or the um, x-ray of a four-year-old's hands compared to an eight-year-old's hands and how their hand is so structurally different that it's not really appropriate for them to be spending very much time using a pencil or something along those lines. Now, there's nothing wrong with like spending five minutes a day on, you know, A says ah and those types of things, but that should be an afterthought, something that's incidental as you're going throughout your day. It should not be the core focus of the preschool years because The preschool years are about teaching our children to know God and to know themselves and to know the world around them and other people. That's the the foundation of them becoming good people, you know, and good citizens and someone and disciples of Christ more than anything, not knowing the alphabet 
And so just having a right understanding of what the preschool years really should be, that it should be about meeting them where they are developmentally and working on them as people, enlivening their souls, as Charlotte Mason says, if we have a right understanding, then we can have a right approach. And that means to to not ignore the preschool years like they're not there and not make the preschool years, you know, about trying to get your child graduated by the time they're in the sixth grade. Like the preschool years are about shaping their souls and ordering for them the world around them and bringing all the chaos of the world into order in front of them and helping them to take their thoughts captive and speak kindly and understand who they are and who their neighbor is and who God is and how this all works. And we really can't stop. We can't start doing that too young. And so once our child is potty trained and they're feeding themselves some and they're able to like have pretty good language skills where they can repeat back sentences and all those types of things. That's when we can start being like, okay, like I've got those foundational being a human being things done. What's next? Well, the ABCs and one, two, threes don't have to be next. They shouldn't be next. What's next is now my little person is really personing. How do I help them become the fullness of who they are and who God created them to be. Yep. Yep. Love it. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Erin. Before the break, we were talking about um, developing our kids during the preschool years. And I I love that you talk about, you know, you you have your two older girls and then you've got your two little guys. And so I wish so, so often, like, I wish I could go and do it over again. Now that I know so much more, because we also, um, you know, just finished our our junior year with my oldest daughter going into her Mm -hmm. senior year. And there are so many things that I'm like, I wish that I had known 12 years ago, what I know now, and it, I think our homeschool yes. would have looked very differently. But at the same time, I, I don't regret it. I mean, the Lord gave me what I have. I think every parent walks that journey where we do what we think is best. We do what we know how to do. And then you learn along the way and we mm-hmm. can't rewind it. But <laughs> for those moms, maybe who are listening, let us go ahead of you and say, okay, moms, if we had it to do over, this is what we would do differently. And so you were talking about developing our kids through those preschool years emotionally and spiritually and how that's so much more important than just teaching them their ABCs and one, two, threes. And and I agree completely. Can you give very specific ways that we can help our kids develop and, and maybe kind of break this into two? So let's talk maybe about emotionally 
Uh, okay. And then spiritually, how can we help our kids to develop well emotionally in those preschool years? Um, and then how can we teach them spiritually? I think one of the most important things that we can help our, our children to learn from a very early age is emotional regulation. And the role that emotions should play in our lives um, one little thing that we say in our home that is not unique, I've heard it a million times, is that our emotions should be a um, thermometer and not the thermostat. Mm -hmm. So our emotions can help us to understand, like, obviously how we're feeling and how, you know, whether we're safe or, you know, they, they play a very important role. God gave us emotions for a reason. He gave us all of the emotions. And so there's no emotion that is particularly sinful. Um, but what is a problem is when those are like corrupted by our flesh and they rule over us. And so helping our children in a variety of ways, like listening to our children express how they're feeling in a way that's respectful of their feelings and then mirroring that back to them using emotionally intelligent language, um, like your child, you know, falling out on the floor because you've turned off Bluey or whatever. And we're not permissive parents at all, but I do, especially in the preschool years, expect um, that my children are going to have those moments and I'm going to have to model for them what appropriate emotional intelligence is. And so, hey, bud, are you mad because I turned off Bluey? And then he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, you can tell mommy that you're angry about it without screaming at me. And so I want you to say, like, mommy, I'm frustrated that you turned off Bluey. I was still in the middle of that episode or whatever they're particularly frustrated about if you didn't give them warnings, like situationally. But just speaking to them like they are intelligent human beings that have a lot of feelings and they may not have the language to express those in a healthy way yet. And then giving them the language to express those in a healthy way. Um, so I think that's the language aspect of it and helping them to know that that feeling that you're reading it as their mom, like, you know, you know what they're feeling based on their body language, but they don't quite have the language for it. So giving them the language and then having appropriate expectations when, when there's not an upsetting situation going on, because toddlers are like, they're, they have, they are real big into their feelings. They have very big feelings and some children are better at regulating that just from the get-go than others are. Um, but also then like recognizing like, okay, my child is up in their feelings. I'm trying to speak to them in a way like to help them regulate themselves, but also know in advance, like what's the boundary for you? Like at what point are you going to tolerate the fit before discipline needs to happen, whatever that looks like in your home? So just being emotionally centered, honoring their emotions, giving them the language to express their emotions, but also having boundaries about how they are allowed to express their emotions. I think sometimes we can get sucked into the idea of like, my child has emotions and I want to honor those and give them language for those emotions, but then not also requiring that they begin to regulate those emotions from a young age. And it's obviously, it's a muscle. That's how I describe, you know, self-control to my boys and attention and all these different things. They're all muscles. And every time we give into, you know, in our, Charlotte Mason talks about our will being, you know, what you might would describe as a strong-willed child because they just have to have their way is actually a weak will. So your will is a muscle as well. And 
needing to like help them learn that like they can control how they react to the feelings, mm-hmm. teaching them coping mechanisms, teaching them to honor other people's boundaries when it comes to you know physical safety or even the words that we're using that could hurt another person because we're upset or we're mad or we're disappointed or any of those things. And just like, I mean, just going through life with emotional intelligence as a priority in your home, understanding that being ruled over by our emotions and letting our child's emotional state determine the entire atmosphere of our home is unbiblical. So that it has to be a balance between those two extremes. Like, you're, it's not about our children's emotions not mattering, but right. it's also not about only about their emotions because everybody is a home and it's a family and everybody's, you know, feelings matter. Um, So that's with the emotional type thing. And through um, the way we do it a lot is we have definitions for a lot of things. We have definitions for important virtues like patience and self-control and attentiveness and kindness. Um, And so, you know, when when your three-year-old wants to watch more Bluey, like, well, you used your 30 minutes of TV time today and you'll get 30 more minutes tomorrow. And so we have to be patient. What does it mean to be patient? And then they'll cry and they'll be like, it means to put off for later what I want right now. And I'm like, that's right, buddy. And you can, you can put off for later what you want right now. Sometimes we have to do that. And so it just gives them language for um, understanding like what is expected of them. Because you can say to a three-year-old, you have to be patient. Well, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> you know, like, I, f- I feel like patient just means that I don't get what I want. You know, it's like, no, you put it off for later what you want right now. And sometimes later is 10 minutes and sometimes it's two weeks. It just depends. But anyway, that's that's how we do it. Is in yeah. that's what I've seen be fruitful in thousands of homeschool families' lives are having the the language spelled out at a developmentally appropriate level so our children can know what is expected of them and begin to develop and strengthen those muscles of some of those core virtues that we all need to have and perseverance and all these different things that just build up our children's souls and build up our souls. Yeah, I love that so much. And um, you know, the Bible tells us to teach our kids to put on righteousness, right? We're to train mm-hmm. them up. And I think it's so important for us to teach our kids, like you said, give them the language to use, because if we don't teach them how to respond and how to react, or even what to say in certain situations, we expect that they know. Like we just say to our kids so often, just behave, be good, do the right thing. And they're like, but I haven't been taught what? how to do the right thing. I don't know what to do. They couldn't verbalize yeah. that, of course, but a three-year-old they really don't know because, you know, they're three and they're sinful and all they know is that they're selfish and they want their way. And so it is so important for us. I learned that from Ginger Hubbard before, I think before Brooklyn was even born, I started reading her books and um, and it, they had such an impact on me and just teaching our kids, like, here's what the right response is because yeah. otherwise they're just left frustrated. We're left frustrated because they're not doing the right thing and they're left frustrated because they don't know what the right thing is to do. And so even role-playing, I found that with my girls when they were little, that that worked really well so that when we were not in the heat of battle, we could do some fun role-playing with them. And okay, if we're in this situation, how would you respond? And teaching Uh them in the calmness of the day how to do that. And that, again, is one of the greatest benefits, I think, of 
homeschooling our kids is that we have them with us. And so we have the ability and the time to teach them that. No teacher will take the time to teach your kids how to react the proper way emotionally to anything that goes wrong. And there's always going to be things that go wrong, but they can't. There's no time. And there's a classroom full of 30 kids. And so they couldn't possibly do that with every child every time there is some kind of misbehavior. And so in homeschooling our kids, we have such a great opportunity to be able to spend the time to teach them those things. So, um, but we're out of time and I want to go back to developing them spiritually, but we'll save that for Wednesday (laughs) Um, because we're out of time today. So um, really quickly, Erin, tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and your ministry. Sure. Um, You can pretty much find everything at shopgentleclassical.com. We have a blog linked there as well. Um, But you can find all of our resources, many of which are actually completely free to download and use in your home. Um, So everything, or just Google Gentle Classical and you'll find us. Okay, awesome. We'll put those links in the show notes. You guys, thank you so much for listening today. If you are watching this on YouTube, would you like and subscribe to this channel and be sure to share it with your friends. If you're listening as a podcast, be sure to share with your friends as well. We are so grateful for you guys. If there's any way that we can be praying for you as a family, always feel free to send us an email at podcast at schoolhouserocked.com. And you can check out everything from Schoolhouse Rocked on our website, schoolhouserocked.com. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.